now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is 6 o'clock, and we are live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out down at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista, just off 535, where the Yingling is pouring out at 30 degrees. Come on down and join me. Cannot wait to hang out with you guys. We'll talk a little sports tonight uh, here on a Thursday at Twin Peaks. The U.S. Open is on. We've got Major League Baseball on. The aftermath of the Open of the World Cup. Big sports day today. Uh, we'll talk about it all here on the show. You want to get in touch, you can. 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text is 1232. That is 21232 also on Twitter, at ESPN580Nick. Jerry Daniels is out today. He's up at Christner's enjoying the uh, celebration of the 25-year anniversary. Go on up to the Christner's, say hello, say hi to Jerry Daniels. If you want to come down, you can join me down here at Twin Peaks. Uh, we're going to get into all the sports news of the day. At 7 o'clock, we'll talk Magic Draft. One week from today, basically in a week and an hour, the Magic will be picking at number six. So fill in the blank for me. The Magic will be will be drafting blank with the sixth pick next week. But our Dubstred teed up question of the night, and I want to get your thoughts on this, okay? The Dubstred teed up question of the night, who is your favorite athlete to watch this century, 21st century, so the last 18 years? Wow, an adult. I'm getting old. I'm getting old here. Wow. Uh, but for the last 18 years, so since the turn of the century, since the year 2000, who has been that appointment television athlete for you? Someone that when they're on, when they're playing, when they're competing, you got to watch. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That's coming up at 630. Of course, we start every single show with our top trending stories from around Orlando. It is the Yingling Six Pack. The Yingling Six Pack. Because we know you like your Yingling cold. And your topic's hot. It's the Yingling Six Pack. The six most talked about stories today. On live, local, and loud. One. Well, the top trending story in Central Florida, it's soccer. In fact, the top two trending stories are, but the 2018 World Cup opened up in Russia today. The home team, that would be Russia, opened up the tournament with a 5-0 pounding of Saudi Arabia. Russia, they're hopeful, despite their lack of World Cup success, that they'll be able to make it out of the group stage. Now, they got a really, really good draw in the group stage, didn't they, Sam? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the only team there that has a chance to really make a run is Uruguay, and even then, they only have like two or three good players. So, I mean, Egypt's got one guy, Saudi Arabia's got nobody, and Russia gets home field advantage. I'll 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 uh, I'll chalk the uh, I'll chalk the draw up to fortune, okay, and not Vladimir Putin already fixing this thing there. Did you in see Russia. the picture of him and the uh, FIFA president both shrugging their shoulders at the Prince of Saudi Arabia <laughs> yes, after they yes. scored the first goal? It was priceless. Yes, yes, I did. And I'll tell you what, what an odd scene that was today. Putin opening up the World Cup with a speech and and Russia opening up the tournament with that 5 nothing win. Uh, it's It was kind of strange to see, strange to watch. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the tournament. I didn't see as much of today's match uh, as I could have or would have liked to. But uh, I'll tell you what, it really does underscore how disappointing it is that the United States isn't in this thing. That Team USA is not going to take take part in it. I don't have a single match circled on my calendar. I know, Sam, you and I are going to talk about that a little later in the show in terms of matches to watch uh, 
the next couple of days if you're just kind of a casual fan like me. But without Team USA in it, it's kind of uh, it's hard for me to get so excited for this tournament. But we'll get into some more World Cup as the show goes. Two. Number two, we'll stick with soccer. How about this? Orlando City soccer continues its free fall. Uh, they lost their sixth straight MLS match against Montreal on the road. It was a 3-0 loss. They got shut out by the impact. Uh, Montreal scored five minutes into that match uh, and pretty much uh, held serve the rest of the way. I know Dom Dwyer returned to play for the first time since, what, uh, March 17th or so, but uh, what really stinks for Orlando City, you win six straight matches, then you lose six straight, and you'd like to try to get that sour taste out of your mouth. You'd want to try to kind of stop that losing skid, but this was the last match before the World Cup break. So the next time that the Lions will play, it'll be back on June 23rd. They'll get Montreal again. They'll be at home, but they've got a long break here to try to get it figured out. And Sam, we see this every year where Orlando City will play well and they'll go into a swoon. I watched a lot of that match last night. This team just, they, they don't they don't play with a ton of urgency until they're down a goal or two. They make a lot of mental mistakes. It didn't look like they were really that buttoned up yesterday or last night. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of positives to come away from from that 3 nothing, uh loss in Montreal. Look, I don't want to make excuses for this squad because losing oh. six straight is unacceptable. But the best player on this team this year hasn't been Dom. It hasn't been Sasha Kletchison. It's been Yoshi Yotun. And right now, Yoshi's in Russia with Peru, and he has been for the past couple of games. So that's a factor in all this, but it's still unacceptable to lose all these games in a row because of one player. And he hasn't, and he hasn't missed all six of these games. He's only missed, I think, three, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not the reason why they're losing, but it surely isn't helping. Yeah, it's something. It just can't be everything. Three. Uh, today, the 2018 U.S. Open opened up at Shinnecock Hills Golf Club in New York, and today it's been all about struggling. It, it has. Uh, some of the world's best struggling at this golf course. Rory McIlroy, 10 over. Uh, Jason Day, 9 over. Jordan Speed 8 over. Phil Mickelson, lefty, 7 over. Tiger Woods just double bogeyed the 14th. Tiger, he opened up with a triple bogey on the first hole and then played basically one under through the next nine holes and then has kind of come apart the last few. Tiger is eight over through 14 holes. He has four more to play. Your leader right now is Russell Henley uh, at two under. Dustin Johnson just bogeyed the 14th. He's one under now. Keep in mind, Tony Austin, who was on with us, uh, the director of golf at Rio Pinar and also uh, the co-host of Fairways and Greens on Saturday mornings, uh, he liked Brooks Kepka. Kepka struggled. I know Mac McDonald from Fairways and Greens likes Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson is just a shot back. But I, I know a lot of people like watching these guys struggle. I don't. I like it when I feel like these guys can score and put up some crazy numbers. I, I like to watch these guys play well. I don't like them to struggle like this. It's a fun, quirky difference. But I would much rather like to see Dustin Johnson at 8-under through the first round not just one under. I find a little bit more entertainment in them putting up a lot of these wacky scores. Four. We're halfway through our Yingling six-pack, the top six trending stories here in Orlando. You can drink Yingling well free, uh, for free while gaming at Victory Casino Cruises, the only legal sports book in Central Florida. We're down at Twin Peaks and Lake Buena Vista just off 535. Nick Rodowitz, Nicky Football here. Jerry Daniels is off. And the number four trending story is... 
Michael Porter Jr., this, this story is getting more and more interesting by the hour. Uh, the former Missouri forward, Michael Porter Jr., was the number one uh, was number one on most mock drafts heading into the college basketball season. Of course, a back injury led him to miss all but three games this year. He only played 56 minutes this college basketball season. Uh, and today he had to cancel his pro day in Chicago because of a strained hip. So now we have more medical questions. I know Scott Inez is kind of out on Michael Porter Jr. I think if this kid is available at number six, the Magic still need to think about taking him because you're pretty much asking, am I drafting Joel Embiid? Which I mean an NBA caliber player that's going to get healthy, get on the right side of this and produce? Are you drafting Greg Oden? A guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries and is just never going to be able to get over the top. I know they're both big guys, but that's the feeling I get on it. And I haven't seen enough of Michael Porter Jr. to really give you much more of an opinion other than I hear great things about his ability. And if he can get on the basketball court, he might be the guy that would be taken number one in this draft. If that guy falls to six, you might have to take the chance. I think with this pick, Nick, it really comes down to what happens with Aaron Gordon and what the front office thinks about Aaron Gordon. Because if you draft Porter, he's just another one of these long guys who you don't know if he plays three or four. Like he can Jonathan play a little Nash. more three, though. He, yeah. he can shoot a little bit better from what I understand. Yeah, though, but right? if, if, if Weltman thinks Aaron Gordon can be an all-star level player, why bring another guy who plays that exact same position? Uh, be, because I'm – you know why? Because I'm at a level where I just need talent, Sam, and I'm just taking the best player available. And I – I think you could probably play all three of those guys together. Porter Jr. at the three, Aaron yeah, Gordon at the four, five. Jonathan Isaac at the five. It's where the NBA is going. I, I think that that's what I would do. Maybe. We'll see. Five. Number five, college athlete, athletics will no longer need permission. Athletes will never lo no longer need permission from their coach or school to transfer and receive financial aid from another school. The NCAA approved a change on Wednesday where under a new rule beginning in October, student athletes who want to transfer to another school can't be blocked by their current school and don't need permission to transfer. Transfers will go into a national database. They'll be contacted by other schools. But the NCAA kind of doing away with the blocking of transfers. I feel like I have to applaud the NCAA every single time they use common sense because it hasn't been that common for them. I love this change by the NCAA. You shouldn't give college football, college basketball coaches, and really any college coaches, full dominion over these players. If they want to leave, they should get to go wherever the heck they want. Now, I know it gets complicated when a school is playing another school on their next season schedule, and maybe there could be a little bit of espionage, a kid passing along some trade secrets. But I hated watching Nick Saban of Alabama and Kirby Smart of, uh, of Georgia blocking these kids from going to other SEC schools. They have to sit out a year anyway. They need to have some sort of freedom, and I'm glad the NCAA made this change. You're giving way too much power to college football coaches and college coaches in general. I'm glad to see that these kids are going to have their own freedom to, see where, uh, to, to, to decide where they're going to play. Six. ESPN's Chris Lowe aggravated UCF fans today with an article about the top 10 out-of-conference schedule for this year's college football season, completely ignoring the group of five with the exception of a shout-out to Lane Kiffin for playing UCF in Oklahoma. That wasn't the only mention of UCF, though. Number one-ranked Pittsburgh also got major props for playing UCF. He went on to outline why playing UCF would be a difficult matchup for Pittsburgh, but nowhere was UCF listed as receiving credit for the out-of-conference schedule that they're going to play, which includes the aforementioned 
Lane Kiffin and the FAU Owls. Of course, Pittsburgh, I know that North Carolina is also on their non-conference schedule. Uh, UCF Twitter, Sam, is, is turning into one of the top five outraged Twitter groups on, this, on that social media platform. Anytime they feel like they're not getting the respect that they're supposed to get, they just completely lose their minds uh, on Twitter. I mean, Listen, we, UCF... We are we take over or we take after our AD? If 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 you're not yeah. giving us respect, we're gonna we're gonna tell you about it. We're gonna let you know, and it's so much fun. It honestly is like sports. Twitter is undefeated. I've I've continued to say this, and college football is one of the more underrated ones. And I think UCF is. is is establishing itself as one of the most annoying fan bases on Twitter. I guess, but I enjoy it. I, I, I totally agree how, how sports Twitter is underrated. It's great to watch people, and because fan is short for fanatic, there's a lot of passion out there. UCF will get its respect if they go out and win more games. I know they went undefeated last year. That's last season. These seasons are small capsules, uh, all individualized, and I know Alabama will always get respect. That's because they're Alabama. UCF is not Alabama. They don't have the winning history. And the problem with history and tradition is it takes time. That's what UCF needs to build. Uh, but the Knights should be getting a little bit more respect for the non-conference slate they've put together, though. I will say Pittsburgh and North Carolina, they're not exactly juggernauts in the ACC. So uh, we'll see how they do this season. I'm looking forward to the college football season getting started uh, in the next, uh, what do we have? I mean, we're inside of 80 days here. That is the Yingling Six Pack, our top six trending stories around Orlando here in the 407. You want to get in touch with the show, you can, 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter, at ESPN580. Nick, we're down at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista. Just off 535, the Yingling's pouring out at 29 degrees. Our Dubstrad teed up question of the night, who's your favorite athlete to watch here in the 21st century? Since the year 2000, who's your favorite athlete to watch? Mine's playing today. I want to get that from you. We've had a couple of great texts on this. You can text us at 21232. You can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN580, Nick, and also on the phone line at 844-225-5580. Daily Rewind's coming up next here on Live Local and Loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live Local and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista. Just off 535 where the Yingling is pouring out at 30.6 degrees. Come on down and join me. Uh, great eat scenic views here at Twin Peaks. Final day of Bikini Week uh, as well. We're watching the 2018 uh, U.S. Open that's going on up at Shinnecock right now. Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, uh, Jason Duffner. Russell Henley, all your leaders at one under. So Shinnecock is uh, kind of running things here, but for Tiger Woods' sake, it looks like some of the leaders are working their way back to, uh, I guess they're working their way back towards Tiger, who's eight over now teeing off on the 16th. So, I mean, he's he's at eight of 12 fairways. Just, just everything has gone wrong on the back nine for Tiger Woods. He was three over through the front nine and here he is now he's five over here on the back nine through the first uh five holes so we'll keep an eye on tiger for you our dubstrad teed up question tonight uh who's been your appointment tv athlete of the 21st century someone that when you knew they were competing when you knew that they were playing when you knew that they were uh taking part in their arena of competition you had to watch you set a timer on your phone you set aside time in your day 
uh, that athlete of the 21st century since the year 2000, so the last 18 years, who's been the mo- who's been the athlete you've most wanted to watch since the year 2000 here in the 21st century? 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. Jerry Daniels out today. He'll be back tomorrow. What do you say we get to the Daily Rewind? Nick and Jerry weigh in on the day's sports conversation. It's the Daily Rewind. Let's start with our buddy Scott Inez. He's on 4-6 to six right here on ESPN 580. And the news of Michael Porter Jr. and him canceling his pro day in Chicago has him falling quickly on Scotty's draft board. But back to Michael Porter Jr., this is a kid who was projected to go in the top half of the NBA draft lottery one week from tonight. And today he cancels his second pro day in Chicago because of a strained hip. From what I understand, he has not shown any of his MRIs to NBA teams. This report today takes Michael Porter Jr. off of my draft board. He's off. He's totally off you, now. You won't even consider it if Not at six. No, I, I, oh, I I'm still taking the kid. I, I, I've got I've to see MRIs. He's got to come to Orlando. i got to put him in front of doctors. I've got to have him do tests. I'm sorry, not at six. Now, now, if I'm down near 11, 12, 13, I think it's worth a gamble. But at six, I cannot take that chance. There's no way Michael Porter Jr. is falling to 11, 12, or 13 unless there's real concerns about the back. And last I checked, the hip is not the back. Now, the hip bone may be connected to the backbone, but uh, if I'm the Magic and I'm looking for talent, first and foremost, this kid, when healthy, may go number one in the NBA draft. And I'd need to know more. Scott and I are both kind of making these opinions with very little information. Most NBA teams are going to have to make their decision with very little information. But if I can run a lineup out there of Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jonathan Isaac in that 3, 4, and 5 spots, you've got some shooting from Porter Jr. You've got a lot of length, a lot of athleticism if the kid is healthy. And defensively, I think that's a team that could really do well for the Magic. I would still have to heavily consider taking him at number 6. And if he's sitting there... I think I do it. I think I take Michael Porter Jr. at number six because if he's healthy, that's a kid we'd be talking about if there wasn't an injury concern going anywhere between one, two, or three in this year's draft. We had Michael Scotto on the show, ESPN Afternoon, Scott Inez, uh, NBA reporter for The Athletic. Now, Michael Scotto, I talk about the Magic's draft, has a dark horse that could go to the Magic at six. And in terms of you know the possibility of Orlando, um, you know, as I wrote in the mock, I, I do have Trey Young going there as of now. However, I will say that uh, an intriguing dark horse there that I don't think a lot of people would say, but wouldn't shock me at all on draft night, um, is Kentucky's Shea Gilges Alexander. six six one eighty 180 uh, point guard. And, and some executives around the league wonder if he ultimately uh, becomes the best point guard in this draft down the road. And he's a guy that fits the the draft prototype in terms of his physical attributes that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond of the Orlando Magic have historically uh, looked at. And, you know, when you think of John Hammond, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when he took Don Maker at number 10, nobody saw that coming. And just throwing it out there as a dark horse that that could happen at six. They are looking for a point guard and um, wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock him if the Magic takes Shea Gilgis-Alexander with 
that number six pick. It was a freshman at Kentucky last year, averaged 14 points, five assists. A little more about this kid. He's six foot six, 180 pounds. Uh, he's definitely long, a 6'11 wingspan. I, I'll tell you what, he's right in that mold for Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, but I would imagine they'd be trading back if they take Shea Gilgis-Alexander with uh, with a pick in the draft. I don't think he goes number six, but some do believe he could be the best point guard here in the draft, and it would fit with what Jeff Weltman and John Hammond like. And uh, a couple of comps that I've seen, I know I love what our friends at the Ringer do with their NBA draft guide. I mean, guys like Sean Livingston and... Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, you mentioned Michael Carter-Williams. I hope he's better than him. But Sean Livingston, remember, when he went in the draft, everybody loved that guy before the before the leg injury. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me either, as uh, Michael Scotto put it, but I wouldn't imagine that that would be at number six. Let's get to Golik and Wingo, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 580. Golik uh, and uh, Mike Golik Jr. says, right now the sport of soccer in a very good spot with the World Cup debuting today. I look at this as the way that you know the way I consume things now as someone who falls under that millennial tag and the way that I hear the conversation about this go with people my age is it kind of falls into the way everything else does right now. There's a lot of content available and we more than ever kind of just pull from all different directions. That's why TV ratings for most things are either flat or dipping is because we're putting a lot of our attention in a lot of different places and I think soccer has proven it's going to hold one of those places comfortable. I don't know how comfortably. Uh, Sam, what do you think about this? You're the soccer guy here. I mean, I think soccer's in a great spot with the way that attention spans are moving. I know that it's going to be 90 minutes. I know it's going to be two hours. Digitally, soccer has been there, and it's captured the attention of millennials. But I don't know if the World Cup really helps kind of spur on any more interest in the sport than it already has had. I think it comes down to a couple things, Nick. One yeah. is that the best leagues in the world play in the morning here and it's yeah. it's it's tough for people that's Saturday you know, morning Champions League games right? exactly well Champions League during the week but the Premier League Saturday yeah. Sunday morning uh, even the Champions League are on at 2 and 3 o'clock on a Wednesday and, 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 and Tuesdays like people you know work like obviously I have weird hours so I can see I can watch most of the games but people working 9 to 5 they, they can't see that and 2 is the product here in the US it's, it's not the best it's not top 10 it's probably closer to top 20 right. in my opinion and that hurts it, and I think if 2026 works out the way that the U.S. men's national team hopes it does, with all these young talent developing into the prime, into world-class players, where we have guys like Weston McKinney and Kristen Pulisic, who are probably the best young players we have now, and they develop into world-class players, then that's when I, I see soccer taking off here, is when these players start coming back here to the U.S. in their primes, and, and that's when it becomes... You know, and they're going to have to do that too. They're yeah, going to have to come say, back yeah. here in their primes. It's going to take a little bit of sacrifice on their side if they don't want that next contract overseas to instead come back and play in the MLS. That's that's a good point. And more than anything, you need the history and the tradition, as we said with UCF. That's going to take some time for the MLS and the sport of soccer here in the United States. That's the Daily Rewind. We take you through the day's sports conversation here on Live, Local, and Loud. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling. Yingling is free while gaming at Victory Casino Cruises. You can give them a call at 855-GO-VICTORY or online at VictoryCasinoCruises.com. Let's get to our Dubs Dread teed up question of the night. That is coming up next. Which athlete since the turn of the century, since the year 2000, has been a can't-miss, must-watch must athlete 
for you. We're getting some good texts on this. You can text us at 21232 and also on the phone line at 844-225-5580. That's coming up next here on Live Local and Loud. Now, ESPN 580 Orlando's Live Local and Loud. So what athlete this century has been a can't-miss athlete for you that I have to watch, I need to turn on a television, I need to set an alarm on my phone, I got to see that athlete since the year 2000 here in the 21st century because mine is playing today. Welcome back. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 5. Eddie hanging out down away from our Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. We're down at Twin Peaks down here in Lake Buena Vista. The Yingling's pouring out at 29.7 degrees. Uh, and Brandon and Spencer Ryder from the Cool Down Podcast joining me now as they, they, they seem to every week now. I hope this is a regular thing, guys. You guys doing good? Oh, Absolutely. you, didn't, you huh? didn't know? This is regular. I, it's a regular thing. All right, news to me, but always good news to me. That's great. Um, so we got you guys. We're going to talk a lot of NBA. We're going to get into the draft coming up in the second hour. But uh, th- this, this thought kind of came to my mind as I was getting ready uh, to come down here to Twin Peaks today because you've got all the television screens here. You've got everything you could possibly watch down here. And, and for me, the athlete that I, I have to see, and if you want to get your thoughts on this, you can at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. And I, I wanted to couch this since the turn of the century because you could always throw Michael Jordan out there. I had to watch Jordan when he was on. You can always throw guys like Kareem and Magic and Bird and, and, and all the great NFL players that there have been and some of the great Major League Baseball pitchers. Um... Even a guy like Barry Bonds, I know we got a text about him. For me, it's the guy playing in the U.S. Open right now, and the guy playing poorly in the U.S. Open right now. Tiger Woods has this strange hold over me as an athlete, as uh, a presence on the golf course where I don't care if he's playing well, if he's playing poorly. Uh, I love it when he's in the mix, but I love watching Tiger Woods play. He's eight over right now, I think, through like 15 or 16 holes, and I'm going to tune in tomorrow still and see if he can make the cut. Tiger's kind of one of those guys where your eyes are drawn to him, and he's the guy that I have to watch. I came up with a quick list. For me, it's it's Tiger. LeBron is on this list. It has to be LeBron um, anytime that he's playing. Tom Brady came to mind. This is kind of going to be a who's who of who the great athletes are. And Michael Phelps was the other one when he was in the Olympics. Phelps was definitely one where you kind of marked out the five or six events that he was in that I had to see him uh compete in how about you guys anyone you'd have to see I, I, okay so for me off the top my two nba guys are shaq and kobe okay um shaq because he was so dominant that unless he was in foul trouble which he found himself in quite often quite a bit if he was on the floor he was the most dominant unstoppable player even even more than LeBron up until maybe now. I think LeBron is playing at that at that level right now where he's so unstoppable that if he puts his head down and says, I'm going to score on this possession, he's going to. 51 points in game one of the Co- finals. Correct. And, and that's what Shaq did for me. And so watching Shaq, I felt like don't you cannot miss that. You can't miss that domination. And Kobe, because he's my favorite player of all time, um, I also think Usain Bolt, someone that's not into – um, track and field and not into that but but gets up for the Olympics like most Americans and most people who watch sports uh, Usain Bolt you had to watch those races because he was so superior so fast and then I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in here because I'm not a baseball guy but I for me Frank Thomas was somebody wow that the big hurt that was somebody that I, I 
just his game. You know, he, he brought to mind a little bit reminiscing of Shaq. Like, he was so big and so powerful, and he could hit everything, and he could get down low. So for me, I'll, I'll add Frank Thomas in there, even though I'm not an avid baseball guy. I, I liked watching the Big Hurt. So Frank Thomas, Shaq, and Kobe, how about you? Yeah, I mean, Brandon brings up a lot of good points. I'm going to actually go with some guys that may not be elite Hall of Fame quality superstars, but when Vince Carter came into the league, Vince Sanity, if you tell me that you did not mark your calendar when Vince Sanity was on, you're lying to me. That's that's a fact. He was so explosive, his dunks were so unreal. Uh, another sport that we probably all don't really watch too much, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Anytime the words Michael and Phelps together were thrown out there, what, is he on TV right now? I have to watch. Um, so those are probably the two big ones. And then Peyton Manning. Uh, i probably replace Tom Brady with Manning because Tom Brady was, has never been aesthetically pleasing. Peyton Manning is the guy who every single game is throwing three, 400 yards, five touchdowns. You know, Tom Brady just gets the job done, but Peyton Manning puts the... Surgical. Yeah, there it is. He was a surgical guy the way that he took defenses apart. Yeah, that, that's a good one because you tuned in not to see... The, when you tune in to watch the Patriots, you're right, you tune in to see Brady, but you really tune in to see kind of how the Patriots are going to kind of scheme and win. There was a system field to that. Peyton Manning, it was, how's he going to take this defense apart? Yeah. And, and there was something very special about that uh, that I still think the NFL is missing a little bit. I, I think they are missing kind of Peyton Manning just I, a bit. I think Aaron Rodgers' injuries have done that. I think he was the, the replacement for that, for that uh, electricity at the quarterback position. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, fully healthy this season, might bring that back. Brandon and Spencer Wright of the Cool Down Podcast joining me, Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football here on Live Local and Loud down at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista. We're talking about your favorite athlete to watch here in the 21st century, that appointment viewing athlete you had to watch on television. Uh, for me, it's Tiger Woods. He's on today. I'm interested in the U.S. Open. I can't get enough of it, even if he's struggling. Your thoughts, 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. It's our Dubs Dread Tee It Up question of the night. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to uh, Woody in Orlando. Woody, you're up first. You're on live local loud. Woody, what do you think? Well, I, I tell you what. The problem with it being a baseball player is you have so little opportunity to watch the action, actually watch them perform. Same thing with football. They're only on the field half the time. With basketball, I love LeBron. He's my top three, but he gets pulled down by the rest of the teammates. The one that I absolutely think, and hands down, it's got to be is Ronda Rousey at her peak. Oh, that wow. Quality. Didn't look away for a second. You had to be riveted. Anybody that plays a four-quarter sport, you can casually watch. You can go outside. You can come back in. As long as I tune in the fourth quarter. But Ronda Rousey or Mike Tyson, those two in my lifetime, you have me right there. You didn't know any second was going to be over. Yeah, Woody, that's a good one to bring up Ronda Rousey. That's... That's one to bring up because when she was in her prime, and now you see her, she's with the WWE. Ever since that that first knockout, uh, she quite she couldn't quite reclaim the dominance that she had. But uh, she she was kind of she was women's MMA. She all was on, a pioneer. She was all on her own. She helped build that entire weight class there, or that entire fighting class, uh, to what it is today. And you had to tune in to see it because, as Woody put it. It might be over in six seconds or 12 seconds. She was just knocking people out. She she was transcendent. She brought women's mixed martial arts to the UFC. Dana White notoriously said he would never bring women's mixed martial arts to the UFC, and Ronda made him do it. Yeah, no, you're right about that. 844-225-5580. Texas 21232. Let's go to Armando in Orlando. Armando, you're up next here on Live Local and Loud. Armando, how you doing tonight? 
We do not have Armando. Okay, we will. Okay, well, we don't. I, we're not hearing Armando. We'll see if we can get Armando back here uh, in the next couple of minutes. Rousey's one. I'm trying to think going through some of the combat sports. I think you could probably throw Conor McGregor out there for, what a, for a little bit. What about Chuck Liddell? I mean, Chuck Liddell was kind of Ronda Rousey before that as far as a guy that in, in that sport, because of his hands and because of his ability to knock people out, and he had sort of that, that, that just that badass you know, personality. He had that backyard brawl yes. because, and he, that's how he did it. That's how he got into the MMA. Just they, they, they took videos of him beating his friends behind. Yeah, that's what we wanted to see when we first got introduced to the sport. So people that weren't purists of the sport, and we were just getting into it, we thought, well, we want to just see someone that can beat people up. I mean, I, I'm a humongous avid MMA fan. So if anybody wants to really get into that, they can go ahead and just hit me up on Spence Cooldown on Instagram or find <laughs> me on Facebook, and I'll talk to you all day. Melianenko's probably the original all-world superstar mixed martial artist that nobody really got to see because he was hidden in Russia and hidden in Japan until his career ended. But he was Ronda Rousey for every mixed martial arts fan. In, uh, in the words of Will Kane, we just uh, we, we lost, lost, every we lost viewers we when, lost you everybody. Yeah. when you said I, that I name. When you said that name. I think we did. I think we lost everybody <laughs> with that one. But, hey, you know, go for it. We'll, uh, we'll get to the text coming up on this. Uh, I know we have Michael Matz joining us as well. Uh, this is Live Local and Loud hanging out uh, down away from our Victory Casino Cruises.com studio. We're in Lake Buena Vista at Twin Peaks. The Yingling's pouring out at 26.4 degrees. Uh, Spencer and Brandon Wright of the Cool Down Podcast joining me, Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football. Uh, we'll talk to Michael Matz coming up next about the U.S. Open. Tiger Woods struggling. We'll get some numbers on that, some numbers on the summer of LeBron, and also maybe some early NFL futures as well. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hanging out down at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista just off 535 where the Yingling is pouring out at 28 degrees. It's Live, Local, and Loud. Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football here. Brandon and Spencer Ryder with me from the Cool Down Podcast. Come on down and hang out with us. We're going to be here until 8 o'clock tonight talking NBA offseason, which uh, uh, it, it, is, it is the gift that... that never stops giving we always get a couple of good headlines every single day today is is about the draft it's about michael porter jr we're going to get to the orlando magic who they'll be making their number six pick in just about a week and 12 minutes the draft is a week away that's next thursday uh we're going to talk about that coming up here uh at seven o'clock uh with our second dubs dread teed up question of the night which is who do you think the magic will take a week from today as we start to zero in on exactly we, what we think is going to happen. You want to get in touch with the show, you can at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232, also on Twitter, at ESPN580Nick. Uh, and joining us now here on the show, he is the sports uh, book manager at Victory Casino Cruises. He joins us every single week to give us the latest on the gambling news. He is Michael Matz. Mike, man, appreciate the time as always. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely terrific. Sorry about the small delay, um, but always happy to come on with you guys. Oh, you're good, Mike. Don't worry. Always good just to have you for a couple of minutes. I want to start with the U.S. Open. Uh, right now, uh, the, the Shinnecock Golf Course is is dominating, Mike. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, Poulter, Russell Henley, all one under. Everyone else is either even par or over par. Tiger Woods has been uh, taken to his knees here. Uh, on the back nine. Let me ask you this, Mike. Do you enjoy watching these guys struggle, or are you more of a fan of watching them put up some real low numbers? 
I, I think that what's the term in psychology? Schadenfreude, yes. uh, taking pleasure in someone else's pain. Uh, I love the U.S. Open when it's like this because it end, they end up looking like me when I play golf. Um, and given the difficult nature of Shinnecock, I, I kind of think this was expected anyway. Um, you know, seeing only four guys under par, I suspect by the end of the week, given uh, that the conditions are only going to get firmer and faster, um, I, I do not see anybody finishing under par in this tournament. These are some really, really high numbers. Um, but you do identify the toughest golfer, the, the golfer with the most mental discipline, and there's an appeal to that uh, as I watch it, and I'm sure for a lot of casual golfers to see a, such a difficult track play this way. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there about the mental strength, the mental fortitude necessary uh, for a golfer to play on this kind of a course in this kind of a tournament where they make it as difficult as possible. Uh, Tiger Woods, he was eight over through the first 16. Uh, in terms of kind of some of the betting numbers that you guys had going into this tournament, where was Tiger? I know he wasn't the favorite, but I believe he was in the top five or six, wasn't he? He definitely was. He, he took a lot of water, and he ended up at 8-1 to one as we closed the wagering. Um, also, in terms of our matchups, we had him matched up with a couple of players. Uh, it was about 50-50 with people backing Woods in the individual matchups and uh, others fading him. Uh, the main thing with Tiger Woods from a betting perspective is that when he's in the tournament, you're going to have interest and you're going to have action. And uh, he certainly created that here playing at the U.S. Open. Um, unfortunately, he got out of the gates, with, if you backed him at least, he got out of the gates with a triple and you know, the wind kind of came out of the sails early. And at the U.S. Open, uh, in, in, as much as any tournament in golf, if you get, if you get the, going downhill and going the wrong way, uh, you can get sideways really, really quickly. And... Uh, it looks like that's what happened to Tiger today. I guess he's at plus eight with a hole to go, and um, uh, it'll it'll hurt coverage and hurt some interest on the weekend. But certainly leading in, when Tiger Woods is in the tournament, you're going to have additional activity. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Tiger is five over on the back nine. He's eight over through 17 as he heads up on 18 right now. He's Michael Matz, Victory Casino Sportsbook Manager, joining us here as he does every single week on Live Local and Loud. Uh, Michael, I, I know that we're already one round uh, just about complete here at Shinnecock. Do you guys take action on the tournament as the rounds go? How, how if, if someone's heading out on the boat, uh, you know, whether it be tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, can they still... Can they still uh, get involved with the U.S. Open? Absolutely. Over the weekend, uh, and it's going to be a, a very busy weekend on the boat as we kick off World Cup uh, and uh, looking at golf and baseball, uh, heading, in, heading into the, uh, to the summer swing, or the dog days, if you will. Uh, we'll reassess Friday night uh, when the cut is made, and we'll have individual matchups for Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, We'll have, we'll have it up on one of our 14 screens, and uh, you'll have that ability to watch Wager and Win on your favorite golfer. Uh, we, did, we did close out betting uh, for the tournament itself, uh, but you'll have those individual matchups. And uh, our hub partner does a great job of finding the close matchups and uh, making it intriguing, making it fun, and there'll be a large menu uh, for our patrons to bet on. So given all the action, 
uh, we invite all the golf fans to come on out and see us. Mike, I want to ask you about the World Cup. Uh, Russia opened up the tournament today with a 5-0 win. Uh, wh where, where are things currently trending for you guys when it comes to the World Cup? Who are a couple at the top of the favorites list, I guess? And is there anyone with some value there that you see for anyone who's looking to put a little bit of a wager in on uh, soccer's biggest tournament? It, it, it's usually the traditional suspects, uh, you know, Germany, Brazil, uh, those are the teams uh, that take a lot of the action. Um, a lot of times, given how qualifying goes, uh, you'll find teams to fade. Uh, but it's been pretty balanced action for us. Uh, we didn't see a, we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but we've had a lot of interest of people that are going to be in as the tournament really ramps up this weekend. Um, but I, I think for a lot of our betters, the value will come. Uh, when you get out of pool play and you get into that round of 16, uh, that's when the action starts to get hot and heavy, and you might be able to find a little bit of value. He is Michael Matt, Sportsbook Director at Victory Casino Cruises. If you want to go out to the boat, you can. You give him a call at 855-GO-VICTORY or go online at victorycasinocruises.com. Mike, I really do appreciate the time. I, you're always so generous with us. I I, I cannot wait to talk to you a little bit more about the U.S. Open next week, but we will uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Thanks, man. I'm looking forward to it as always. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the action. Always good to catch up with Michael Matz from VictoryCasinoCruises.com. 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Hanging out at Twin Peaks and Lake Buena Vista down uh, here. Just off of 535, the yingling is pouring out at 30.5 degrees we got a big hour coming up here a lot of stuff to get into i want to get into the latest nba rumors the lakers lebron magic johnson telling lonzo ball and kyle kuzma to quiet it down a little bit while they try to court a couple of big fishes to come there to la kyrie irving does he want to play with lebron does he not paul george could he be an oklahoma city man but uh coming up at seven o'clock uh i want you to fill in the blank for me okay with the sixth pick in the nba draft next week the Magic will take blank. With the sixth pick in the NBA draft, the Orlando Magic will take blank. A lot of stuff to get into. Some latest news on Michael Porter Jr., who is a guy the Magic could take with that number six pick. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski with the report uh, just a couple of minutes ago. So we're going to get into all that. You can get in touch, 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. 5580. The text is 21232. That is 21232. Also on Twitter, at ESPN 580. Nick, Jerry Daniels is out. Brandon and Spencer from the Cool Down Podcast joining me here down at Twin Peaks. Big NBA hour coming up for you next year on Live, Local, and Loud.